Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of the Plus One Mentality Podcast. I am your guest, Tyler Newton, and today we're going to be talking about the knuckleball. And before you think too much about uh, what I mean by the knuckleball, I want to start out by telling you guys all a story about when I was growing up. And I want to tell you a story about my dad. And this is, I think, uh, a really good story for not only you guys to hear, but just for a life lesson in general. And so when I was younger, um, my dad used to take us out into the yard after work and we were always practicing something. Um, I was a very athletic kid uh, growing up and my dad was very athletic and was a a sports star in my own mind uh, growing up himself back home in Columbia. And, um, you know, he would take us out and, you know, we'd throw the baseball, we'd throw the football, we'd play wiffle ball, we'd kick the soccer ball. It didn't really matter what sport it was. It was more so what sport of the day. And so my dad knew how to throw a knuckleball. And me being a catcher, my dad used to like to mess with us and throw us a knuckleball every now and again. And if you know anything about the knuckleball, it has no spin to it. When you're a hitter, and you're watching the pitcher wind up, and he throws you a knuckleball, you have no clue what is coming for you. You have no clue what that ball is going to do. It can hang up in the air. It can drop down like a slider. It can drop down like a curveball. And you're just watching it, and it looks like it is just frozen in time as the ball comes at you. And it's even harder for a catcher to learn how to catch a knuckleball because he also, just like the hitter, has no clue where the ball is going. And so, you know, my dad used to go out there and he'd be throwing us pitches and and we'd be working on framing the mitt as a catcher. We'd be working on, you know, blocking the ball behind the plate and and just in general playing catch, uh, pitching catch. And so every time you'd get the knuckleball, it would almost shock you. It was it was like awe. And I remember being a kid just thinking it was the coolest thing in the world to have my dad throw that knuckleball at us. And uh, sometimes, you know, we'd be playing wolf ball and he'd throw it and my brother or I would strike out. Other times he would throw it. Uh, and every now and again, we'd get lucky and, and crush one. But, you know, you never, you never knew what was coming with the knuckleball. It was one of the hardest pitches to hit. And so, you know, for a long time, you know, I asked my dad, dad, how do you throw a knuckleball? How do you throw a knuckleball? And it's really hard as a kid because your your hands just are not big enough to really grip the baseball and, and throw a true knuckleball the way that, uh, you know, those that have adult sized hands can can throw a knuckleball. And so I remember as a kid um, playing wolf ball, I was always trying to throw a knuckleball and, and it worked OK. And then, you know, as I got a little bit older, I would try to use it in, in real games or at least in batting practice against my own team. And um, to me. When my dad taught me how to play, I'm sorry, when he taught me how to throw a knuckleball, um, I just absorbed it. I I listened to everything he had to say, and it was my goal to be able to throw a knuckleball as good as he could. Because as any baseball player knows, not a lot of pitchers can master the knuckleball. It is one of the hardest pitches to be able to throw and be able to control and actually make it in the pros in order uh, to, to get a big paycheck and to hang around in the pros while throwing a knuckleball. Uh, most of the time when we think of pitchers, we think of guys that can either locate the ball really well, like a Greg Maddox or 
we think of somebody that throws a lot of heat like Randy Johnson or Pedro Martinez, uh, some of those bigger names. And, and so to me, it was just always fascinating because when you found a knuckleball pitcher, they were so rare and yet they were so good at throwing the knuckleball because it literally confused hitters. And so the reason I tell you guys that story is because, uh, Tomorrow will be December 1st, which is the 20th anniversary of my father passing away. And it's been 20 years um, since that day. And, you know, the biggest thing that I always like to share with people is just the good memories that we hold on to whenever we lose somebody. And for me, learning how to catch a knuckleball or learning how to hit a knuckleball or just learning how to throw it was a really great memory for me growing up. And, you know, I didn't play baseball throughout high school. I played it up until I got through middle school. And um, it was just always something fun to practice, but I could never really master. Um, and I think that always kind of irked me, even though I knew the right way to throw it and how to throw it. It was just such a tough, tough pitch to throw. And so it could get really frustrating growing up as a kid, seeing your dad being able to throw a knuckleball, but yet I couldn't throw the knuckleball. Um, and so, you know, with this being the 20th, anniversary of my dad passing away, I figured that'd be a really cool story to tell you guys and to also relate it to a lot of you guys journey through life. And I know the cliche is, you know, life throws you curveballs, but I really think it's more or less life throws us a knuckleball. You know, we will just be trotting along, going through our day to day, you know, routine we wake up, we eat breakfast, we leave. If you have a family, you get the kids ready for school, off to school they go, off to work you go, back home to prepare dinner, get a little bit of alone time with your significant other, and then off to bed. Rinse and repeat. And you know, of course there's a few things in there that aren't always the same, but the general sense is that's pretty much how a lot of us live our lives. You know, we wake up and we go through the same motions each and every day. But really and truly, life is just full of curveballs. You will think that you're in a routine and you will think that you have this down pat. And then before you know it, something is going to come at you that just completely throws you off your game. You're sitting back waiting for that fastball and that pitcher throws a knuckleball. And next thing you know, you're way out front trying to keep up with what it's going to do. And really and truly, you have no freaking clue what's coming at you. <laughs> you look over at the bench and you just kind of start to laugh like, man, he got me, right? And that's life. Life is going to come at you guys in a lot of different ways. It's going to hit you in a lot of different directions. And just when you think you got everything figured out, life is going to throw you a knuckleball. It's going to send you over to the bench, shaking your head, thinking, man, how, how do I hit that? How do I keep up? And the, the real thing is, you know, we do the best we can each and every day. We take what life throws at us. When it throws us the knuckleball, we do our best just to make contact. We do our best just to keep the ball in play. And for so many of us, I think it's tough to swallow that pill that we never really know what's going to come at us. And when something does come at us out of nowhere, how do we handle it? You know, some people handle it better than others. Some people really get messed up when change is thrown their way. And so... What I always want to make sure that people understand and what people should really value in life is it's not 
getting caught up in the routine. We should actually be prepared in a way for what is to come in the sense that we don't really know what is ever going to come. Every time we try to plan, every time we try to be ahead of the game, the game always knocks us on our ass. And so having all these plans and always having to be on top of the plan and be executing and being able to always stay one step ahead, it, it's, not, it's not realistic. And I know that firsthand from the age of 10 years old that life is short. Life is not meant to be predictable. Life is meant to be unpredictable. And we have to really start to look at how we view life and how we view what we have planned and understand that, yes, we can have a plan. Yes, we can try and execute to the best of our ability. But being able to take what comes at us when a knuckleball is thrown and get back up and find a base hit somehow, some way, because it's the bottom of the ninth and your team is depending on you to win the World Series is really the mentality that I like to have. I don't ever like to get too caught up in the highs. I don't get too caught up in the lows. And when we go through this, this strange thing called life, we, we really have to understand that we are living a life that is full of beautiful things. And we're living a life full of things that are really bad, things that are going to come our way that, you know, we wonder why it's happening to us. Why are all the bad things stacking up at one time? And, you know, I never have the perfect answer for that. But what I always like to fall back on is that, you know, we can always handle whatever is thrown our way. We just have to look at it slightly different. We have to take a bird's eye view and we have to take a step back sometimes in order to really see how we're going to handle a situation in order to move forward, in order to strive and get through the rough times, the tough times the times where we just want to flat out give up and call it quits. And I see this all the time in my profession too. I'm going to relate this back to nutrition coaching for a little bit and health and fitness. And, you know, so many of you guys try to plan each and every day, each and every meal. And you think that this perfect plan is going to be the key to your success. It's going to be the key to your dream body. And it's going to be the key that unlocks the power inside of you to unleash unleash the beast so to speak and to be honest you know we as coaches do the best we can you know we we study we read the textbooks we go through all of the application of working with clients and and running the numbers and trying to figure out what's going to best serve you and even all of the plans according to science that are supposed to work don't always work and so what happens whenever we get thrown that curveball of we're doing everything right, but yet nothing is happening. Nothing is changing. And this is where we really have to dig deep and just understand, okay, like we tried one thing. It didn't work. Let's take a step back. Let's reassess. Let's try something else. Let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. Let's be a little bit more patient with ourselves and understand that sometimes health and fitness is not linear. We should not always be losing weight. We should not always be counting macros. We should not always be jumping from diet to diet because your weight loss isn't coming as fast as you want it to. And so we really need to start looking at our health and fitness like a knuckleball. 
we're going to have months where we feel like rock stars and then we're going to burn ourselves into the ground and then we're not going to have the same motivation that we had when we first started a month or two ago. And that's where, you know, building our habits, building our principles really comes into play in understanding that in order to win this game, in order to look and feel your best, you have to show up each and every day. You have to continue to do the boring work. You have to continue to go to the gym. You have to continue to eat rather healthy on a consistent basis. And once again, that's not to say you have to be a health nut all the time. Most of us that are nutrition coaches are not these crazy psychos that are always counting macros, that are always eating salads or always eating grilled chicken and rice. Now, if you like that thing, that's cool. But most of us are normal people that are just very consistent at doing the work each and every day. And when life throws us a little bit of a curveball and gets us off of what we would say we are used to eating or doing, we don't stress about it like a lot of other people who have struggled with it. We say to ourselves, okay, what can I do in this scenario? How can I handle this the best of my ability? And then we let it go. We get back up to bat and we do our best again. Except for this time, we hit a single. It's not a home run. It's not a triple. It's not a double. But we just get on base. And each time we come back to a knuckleball, we might strike out. But... After you see a knuckleball so often, you end up knowing what to do in the sense of how to get on base. You understand that you're not probably going to hit a home run when you see a knuckleball. But if you just happen to get on base, you'll start to see progress. You'll start to feel more confident when you see it the next time, and you'll know how to handle it. And so what I'm really trying to wrap this all back around to is the fact that we can't keep trying to control everything when so many times there are so many unknowns. There are so many people that are unique in this industry. There are so many fitness people who are throwing a lot of things at you like a knuckleball. And you don't know whether it's going to stay up, drop down, or stay right there down the plate. And so that's very confusing. And what we need to do is we need to sit back. We need to take a deep breath. We need to step back in there. We need to continue to battle. You have to keep battling at the plate. You got to foul off that knuckleball in order to hit the single. And so when we keep going through life and when we keep going through our health and fitness journey, the biggest thing to remember is you have to keep stepping up to the plate. You have to keep stepping in there with the thought process that this time it's going to work. And that's very frustrating. It's very frustrating to be patient and to not see the results that you think you should have had yesterday. But at the same time, if what you've been doing for the last 20, 30 years has gotten you to where you are, then maybe we have to take it slower this time. Maybe we have to really dig deep and see if we're doing all the little things to prepare us for the moment in order to actually achieve what it is we want to achieve. We can't always be going up there looking for home runs. Sometimes it's okay to work the pitcher's count to 10 or 11 pitches, fouling it off, fouling it off. And then before you know it, you hit a little blooper over into left field. And that blooper gets you on base and it gets the ball rolling for the rest of the team. And so 
I want you guys to start realizing that fitness and health is something that we have to live with for the rest of our lives. And that motivation is going to come and it's going to go. And the more that you can rely on the basics, the more that you can rely on your habits that you've built out each and every day, the easier it gets because it becomes a lifestyle. It doesn't become something that is just a one trick pony. It works once, but then doesn't work again. And, you know, I want to throw another thing at you guys. We're all working since we were probably 15, 16 years old in some shape or form. And we're most of us who are not going to be some crazy rich entrepreneurs that can retire at the age of 45 or 50 are probably going to be working until we're 65 or 70. And so if you're in your 30s right now and you know you still got 30 years left to work in order to be able to live your life the way that you want to, you can't just stop whenever you feel like it. You got to pay for the mortgage. You got to pay your water bill. You got to pay your utilities. You got to pay your car bill. If you stop showing up to work, well, then you can't pay for those things. And it's just like your health. If you stop showing up each and every day and you stop doing the little things that you need to do day in and day out, well, eventually you're not going to be able to pay for anything. And your body needs to be paid. It needs to be paid with whole foods. It needs to be paid with exercise that you enjoy. If you like weightlifting, go, go lift weights. If you like running, go run. But make sure you lift some weights too. We've been shown that that helps to burn the most body fat. And if you like doing Zumba, if you like doing spin classes, if you like doing CrossFit, it doesn't matter what it is. Just get out there and move and enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. You have 70 plus years to live this life and to be in the best shape that you can in order to do all the things that life is going to give you. So you can either sit back and feel bad for yourself and say, hey, I'm just going to be fat the rest of my life. There's nothing I can do about it. But you can take it one day at a time. And for me personally, I take it one day at a time. I don't get too high, don't get too low. If I decide I want to drink and I weigh a little bit more the next day, hey, I made that decision in the moment and I can live with it. But I get back to doing what is my routine, which is going to the gym, eating healthy whole foods, and just saying, hey, it's one day, it's one meal. One weekend it doesn't define me for the rest of my life. So those of you that are struggling right now with hitting the curve, or I'm sorry, <laughs> we're talking about knuckleballs today, hitting the knuckleball. Just remember, you got a lot more at bats coming up. Don't let one bat at bat ruin the game. And so I'm going to leave you guys with that thought. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I hope you guys have a great weekend. And uh, as always, guys, if you do like this episode, if you like the podcast, um, please drop a like, please drop a review, uh, share it with a friend if you don't mind. Let's get some other people in here uh, and spread the word about what we're trying to do. And um, I hope that we can have some guests on here before too long and, and start to really grow the podcast. And most of all, I just want to thank each and everybody in our Strong and Shredded community you guys have been awesome in motivating me to take this task on to creating this podcast and make it come to fruition. 
And so for you guys, y'all are the real MVPs today. And so I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for being a part of my journey, a part of making me feel confident enough to come on here and speak by myself on a podcast and let you guys into my point of view on health and fitness and how I like to attack um, my day and my week and my year. And so, again, thank you to each and every one of you that are listening. I hope to continue to grow this podcast. I hope to continue to grow with you guys. And we will see you guys next week for another episode on the Plus One Mentality Podcast. This is Tyler Newton. I'm signing off. You guys go crush it today. Bye.